Attention, please. Eastern Airlines Flight 72, your Fiesta flight to Mexico and the ancient pyramids, now departing at gate 19. Shrouded in a death disguise. They pretend to terrorize. Grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize. <laughs> Some happy songs, some snappy dances, costumes and sets, spoofs and romances, with laughs and tears and footlights all aglow, the sparks ignite, ha, a brand new show. W, w Radio, your information station. Hello my friends and welcome to the WW Radio Show. Your Walt Disney World Information Station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 367 for the week of June 29th, 2014. I'm here to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience and bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with this podcast, videos, blog, live broadcasts, special events, books, audio tours, and more. You can find everything, including my new book, 102 Ways to Save Money for and at Walt Disney World by visiting www.radio.com. So this week, I sit down and chat with D23's Jeffrey Epstein about the upcoming D23 Faniversary and Destination D Attraction Rewind events. We're also going to discuss the evolution of D23, next year's D23 Expo, and lots more. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned for some updates and announcements, including information about upcoming events in and outside of Walt Disney World. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. March 10th, 2009, we were asked the very cryptic question, are you 23? And now, five years later, D23, the official community for Disney fans, has continued to grow and evolve and expand their offerings. And what started out as a club has really grown over time, including events both large and small and informal gatherings, a lot of big special events and the expo, and lots, lots more. And way back when... Those low, those five years ago, we were introduced to somebody who was crowned the Disney geek uh, of D23, and uh, he will always be the Disney geek to me. He's a huge part of the community, both not just as a fan, but as a member of the D23 team. He is Jeffrey Epstein, and Jeffrey, I want to welcome you back to the show. Well, Lou, thank you so much for having me. I mean, I feel like I should just end the interview right now. I don't know that I could do any better than that introduction. I'm listen, you never cease to disappoint. This is um, God, this is probably the fourth or fifth. I can't believe it's but as I was saying that, I can't believe D twenty three is five years old. I know. It's amazing. It's it it's there we've covered a lot of ground in five years, Lou. It's been pretty pretty amazing and unbelievable. You've come a long way, baby, as they say. <laughs> Because I remember, I specifically remember sitting in my basement, as I was wont to do back in New Jersey, when the announcement of what this D23 was going to be, and this idea of embracing sort of that old school Mickey Mouse Club and creating a, a home and a destination, and more importantly, a community for Disney fans. Tell us, sort of go back, what was that goal when D23 launched, and how has that grown over time? Well, the goal when we launched was how do we find a way to take all the parts of Disney and celebrate them together as one? Uh, there certainly had been affinity groups for different parts of Disney, whether it be parks or the movies or animation, um, or consumer products, but there hadn't been one club since the creation of Disney that really celebrated everything from theme parks and movies to television music and beyond. 
And D23 was an extension of that idea. Bob Iger had been wanting to create something like this as a give back to the fans, as a way to give fans that deeper dive into what we know they love. So it really started out as that. And what it's grown into, um, as you sort of touched on, is a real community. There's people who, when we go to events that we see a lot, that we know, um, that, that, that know us, that really celebrate everything Disney in the same way that we do. Um, it's grown more interactive. It's certainly grown bigger when we launched. We we never intended D23 to be something that had events or certainly regular events. And a few months in, we decided to do our Up All Night event, and that has grown into doing over 40, 50 events a year now um, all around the country. So that's one way. Um, We've got some really cool discounts that are a little outside the box that we think Disney fans really enjoy um, that they may not get in other places. We have really these really cool experiences and the website, which um, we, we, as you know, expanded last year in June to make um, membership-based. So you could log in. There was still a certain amount of content that you could access for free, but a much deeper dive of material on d23.com that is accessible to members only. And at that time, we also launched our free membership. And that was something we'd wanted to do from the start because we realized not all Disney fans can necessarily afford to to join or to take partake in some of the experiences that we have. So we wanted there always to be a, a level where there was no barrier for entry, where anyone could join um, and feel like they were part of this community. And that was really important to all of us. Um, so in doing that, we, we, we satisfied something that we'd wanted to do from day one. And that was something very exciting for us. And certainly it's grown the community out uh, tremendously, which is great. Yeah. And I want to talk a lot more about community. But this this whole idea of the free membership was a game changer and still, Jeffrey, something I think that people don't realize. I was actually in conversation with somebody the other day asking if they were coming to one of the events that we're going to touch on later this year. And I said, oh, are you a D23 member? And they said, no, I'm not. I said, well, I'm just a free member. I said, no, you are a member, whether you're free or gold or silver. You know, they they almost didn't realize that, yes, they are part of something, whatever level it is. And so people used to ask me when it was, was, was sort of that paid gateway. They said, well, well, why would I join D23? Like, why? And now my answer is, well, why would you not, right? There's no reason not to be a part of this because you do get so many of the benefits and a lot of the access even as a, a free member. Absolutely. And I mean, one of the great things we've been able to do, not you know, in addition to um, the free members having access to the gated content on our website and some of our discounts is um, for some of our larger events, we've been able to open it up to the free members um, as well as, as well as to the paid members. We always, you know, of course, our gold and silver members are incredibly important to us. So they will always uh, get first dibs at things. Um, usually they'll get the better price. So, for example, right now on our Destination D and, and Faniversary events, um, those are open to both free and paid members, but uh, our paid members certainly get uh, a, a better deal on those tickets. Um, but we really want to bring those free members in to really see the, the breadth of what D23 has to offer, whether it's virtual or uh, in person. Yeah, and before we get to some of the events and talking about those in-person kind of things, I do want to go back to the website a little bit because there has been a, a huge shift, and I think for the better, in the changes that have come to the D23 site, especially in terms of content. And what I've seen happen is that over time, not just are you sharing things that are going on that are, are current and events, but you guys almost you know, are sort of the, the curators and the custodians of Disney history, and you help give us a peek behind the curtain to things that we didn't have access before, whether it's the archives, or even you got stuff on your website like right now as the day that we re record this. You know, we get to see a never-produced Donald Duck short. We get to see uh, things like this Walt's Hollywood, which is sort of a, a walk in, a virtual walk in Walt's footsteps. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's... 
We're so proud of how D23.com has grown, and, and we certainly look forward to growing it even more in the future and making it even more interactive for our for our members. But those kinds of those kinds of uh, ex- experiences. I mean, I for me, Walt Hollywood is is an experience. I, I spent you know 20 minutes going through and clicking on all the different options and the pop-ups, and and that's something else that we're looking to enhance and continue to grow um, over the the coming months. There's it, it's so fun and yeah, getting to see, you know, there's on the unproduced Donald uh, Donald Duck short, the delivery boy, and see the storyboards for that, and, and and just imagine the cartoon that might have been, of course, in honor of his anniversary this week. Um, it, th- those are really cool things. But um, to your point, we have these great archival pieces like that, things that look back, and then we also do these great news stories about what's coming up and looks ahead. So we had an exclusive peek at Harambe Nights before that came out, which was terrific. Um, we, and we had a really great interview with that, um, the people behind that. And um, obviously with Maleficent, we were on the red carpet. Uh, we did some events in advance. We really want to bring members both uh, behind the scenes of the things that uh, we celebrate from the past as well as the things that are coming up, whether they be from Marvel or Star Wars or Pixar or Disney or our theme parks or records. We've got some really cool exclusives coming up that um, are forward looking as well as some that celebrate things that are from the past. Yeah, and it's you know, it's an interesting but it's a good challenge that you have because D twenty three is the official it's a Disney fan club, so it's not a Disney Parks fan club. It's not a Disney History fan club. It's not a Disney Movies fan club. You are trying to, and I think do well, really sort of reach a wide breadth of Disney fans because there's a lot of, obviously, overlap there, too. And certainly that gives you guys so much more content to draw from. And I know from five years of experience as a member that you very much seem to pay attention to what the fans, what this community wants and looks for and makes changes accordingly. Absolutely. I mean, we definitely listen to the feedback, particularly that's, you know, what's what sent to our guest services, but also what we see on social. We're very active on social. Um, anyone who follows us on at Disney D23 on any of our platforms um, has certainly seen. Uh, we're very responsive when people post questions um, and or have issues. Uh, but I think the other, the, you know, the challenge, as you were saying, is we really try to cover a wide swath of everything Disney. So it's one of those situations where, yeah, you may not be interested in this archival post, but just wait, because we've got the next movie that's coming out from Disney, a sneak peek at that. That might be our next post. So while it, there may not be a story that you're interested in at this very second, just wait a few hours and there may be something else popping up that you are interested in because we are trying to cover everything Disney. And, you know, we realize that someone may have a stronger affinity toward classic animation than they do toward um, new live action. So, but we try to cover it all because that's, we realize that there are people who love it all and there's people who have different overlaps, like you were saying. And um, of course there are people who, you know, just love one thing. I mean, we certainly know, uh, like you, I, I share a huge love for the Disney parks. So any story we, we do in the Disney parks, I have a particular interest in, but I also love to read when Star Wars is doing something new. I was you know, really excited about that movie and, and, and so happy that they're part of the Disney family now. So there's a lot to celebrate, which keeps our, our, our editorial team incredibly busy and and we're lucky to have such a talented team producing all of that content. Yeah, and you do, and you guys do put out a a huge amount of content and you deliver it on a number of different platforms. So when the announcement came out years ago about D23, you, you know, offered and let us know about the new magazine, which I still sort of consider almost a, a coffee table type collectible book, but you also saw that people wanted more of that content online and we're delivering more again, through that gateway, which is now open to, to really everybody. But the thing that has always impressed me about D23, and I think goes to this idea of creating a community, was that you continue to take the online experiences offline. I actually speak about this a, a lot at conferences, taking the online experience and, and engaging offline. Disney, I think, is a great example of a brand that's doing it well, because I think a lot of other big, big brands don't and I think D23 is very much on the forefront of things like that with everything from simple meetups like I saw you recently over at House of Blues in downtown Disney all the way out to bringing everybody from every interest together 
at something like a multi-day D23 Expo. I think what you're really doing is fostering that sense of community and the importance of the face-to-face, what I call the handshake and a hug type relationships. Why do you guys, so talk about a little bit about that, why you do it and, and what is the thinking behind it? Well, um, the member mixers, like the ones that we get to attend or the smaller events, such as the, the House of Blues event where I got to see you and, and nearly 100 other D23 members, which was just awesome. Um, or this coming weekend, we have our Mickey's of Glendale event and, and we'll be there as well. Those are just great opportunities for us to interact with people who share the, the love of Disney as much as we do. Um, it, it's, they're people who care about the brand. They're people who care about the company. They're people who care about the great entertainment that we make. And those are all things that we at D23 care about. So it's great to be with like-minded people. I think that's how the members feel when they get together, uh, whether or not we're there. Um, I, I love being able to be there because for me, being able to talk about all the exciting stuff that's coming up and, and hearing uh, people's feedback is invaluable. Um, and then sometimes we have events like our member mixers at new Disney stores, which um, we've done. Gosh, I think we're, we're coming up on six for this year already. Um, th- our partners at Disney Store have been great. They let our members be among the first to see these new stores um, as they are reimagined and reopened. And whether that be in Brea, California, or in Texas, or in Troy, Michigan, um, or New Jersey, or uh, uh, Miami, it's been great to do these events because while we're not there, the people who are working at the Disney stores, of course, love Disney and are sharing that passion there. So, And, and it's a great opportunity for members to get together. And then when our friends at the studio come to us and say, hey, we know D23 members are incredibly important and they love Disney and we want to share our new movies with them. Um, It's a great opportunity for us to bring advanced screenings like we did with Million Dollar Arm, um, like we may be doing with Planes, Fire and Rescue. I don't want to reveal too much, but we're, we are, we would love to be, we're very excited um, about that. And of course, you know, some other of the other movies that are coming down the pike, we're really excited to share with our members around the country in advance. So either whether we're there or not, the idea of people getting together of like minds and being able to celebrate their love of Disney, that's what D23 is all about. And then the bigger events, I mean, that's, that's just uh, I mean, that, that's uh, those kinds of events blown up times a, a thousand because you've got great presenters and performers and uh, all of that mixed in with these large groups of members who really, really uh, have a great passion toward the uh, entertainment that the company produces. And that's really uh, a special time. Yeah, and it's funny you said the word special because the very first D23 thing I think I ever went to was when you guys gave unprecedented access to have an event at the archives. And like me being a, like a total nerd, trivia buff, like history guy, it was like going to the end of, of Raiders of the Lost Ark and getting access to the big room. Like that was always the holy grail for something that we as fans wanted to see. But you've taken it beyond just to, hey, come to where we are and this is where we're having events because you do things uh, around the country and you have things that run the gamut from not just the, the historical archive stuff, but, hey, we're going to Fess Parker's Winery. We're going to have Mickey's of Glendale. Or, hey, you want to sit down with the voice of Goofy and get to talk to Bill Farmer. Like you, there's, there's a lot that you're able to do for people, not if they can't just come to one of the two coasts, but they can you know, experience it not just from their home, but other places around the country, too. Yeah, absolutely. It was it, it was fantastic. We just did an event um, with Disney Infinity up in San Francisco where members got to see the new Maleficent figure unveiled before anyone else. And then they got an early screening of Maleficent. Um, a couple months ago, we did a, uh, an event in Boston with uh, Disney Fantasia Music Evolved, which is another new game coming from our partners in Interactive where they got to play the game before anyone else. So... Uh, It's a great combination of the team here developing events such as the archives tours that you were talking about, which are still very popular. And um, we've really been blowing those out a little bit more um, to these events around the country where we partner with other friends around the company to create experiences for members who we know care more about Disney than anyone else. 
And that's the thing, too, is now this is, I guess, the third year that you're doing what you call anniversary celebrations, where you actually go to other cities across the country that may not have any direct Disney connection. They may, there may not be a Disney store or a Disney theme park or a Disney studio, but you go to celebrate the fans and some of the milestones that celebrate anniversaries throughout that year. Tell us a little about what the anniversaries are, because they start, what, in, in August, I believe? Yep, that's right. So anniversary came out of exactly what you're saying, that, that desire for us to be able to bring a bit of Disney to places where they may not have access to deeper Disney experiences. Um, they may not be able to go to a Disney park or, you know, maybe the Disney store is not that close or whatever the reason. Um, and this gives us an incredible opportunity to hit every kind of Disney fan from every generation. So the anniversary basic premise is we are celebrating major Disney landmarks that have milestone anniversaries this year. So a five or 10. So if something's celebrating its 80th or 85th or 15th or 20th, that's being celebrated. And of course, there's a ton of those this year from Donald Duck's 80th anniversary and Mary Poppins 50th to Big Thunder Mountain's 35th and Little Mermaid's 25th and the Disneyland TV show. There's so many, there are so many terrific anniversaries, not to mention Walt Disney's contributions to the 1964-65 World's Fair, um, which also play into Destination D, of course. But to be able to bring all of those pieces, whether you, again, like theme parks or our movies or our television shows or our animated films. There's something for every single Disney fan and there's touch points for Disney fans of all ages, which we think is great. And the show has continued to evolve and become more and more interactive with the audience, which is great. The hosts are terrific. Um, we always have an archivist and we always have a member of the D23 team there to be there. Um, and, and the show itself is this great amalgam of images and clips and stories and uh, music that people have never heard before. And, and we've partnered this year with Walt Disney Records, who are releasing the Legacy Collection, which very similarly is celebrating films that have a major anniversaries to unveil some music that has never been heard before. And uh, people who go to these events are actually going to be able to hear some tracks from the movies uh, that are going to be released by the Legacy Collection before the Legacy Collection releases them. So one of the cool things is there's a song called uh, Evil Evil that never made it into Sleeping Beauty, and Sleeping Beauty doesn't come out until much later this year. The people who come to the anniversary show will get to hear that first. And then something we did last year for the first time at the anniversary events was actually bring pieces from the Walt Disney archives out on tour. So guests could see the, the archives items up close and impersonal uh, in person, I should say. So this year we're bringing um, a hat that Julie Andrews wore in Mary Poppins. It's very familiar. If you, you go to our website, you can see what the hat looks like and you'll immediately recognize it um, as well as a Duckster award. And for those who aren't familiar, uh, it was the Duckster was created in 1952 and it's a bronze statue of Donald. Um, and it was, it was created to honor those who've made contributions to Disney over the years. Um, and uh, in fact, Roy Disney even presented Walt with one. Um, so the, it, it's a really cool item. Um, and guests will be able to see these up close and personal and get photographs, which is a, another great interactive element that we, we continue to bring to this event, which we think is really, really uh, cool. And I like that you mentioned that it was interactive because I've been to the anniversary events and when you had it down here in Orlando and it wasn't just like, okay, sit in a room and here comes the slideshow that we're gonna... you guys do make it a very fun kind of interactive thing, not just but not just in the hundred or so minutes that the pr presentation goes on, but mixing and mingling with people afterwards. And more importantly, I like to watch the dynamic of the guests who go there because even if they go there with a friend or if they go there alone, there's a great sort of uh, interaction and, and friendships and relationships that start to take place between the people who are there because they know that they are getting together with like-minded people. And look, you know, you also make it very accessible, not just because of where they are, but at $23 or, or I guess it's $33 if you're a free member, like, you know, it's a very easy entry point in order to be able to get into 
that kind of event. And then wherever it is, you probably end up making a full day of it, whether you're in San Diego or San Francisco or Atlanta or here in Orlando and go to the parks after. Absolutely. And uh, in New York, in fact, we, we've just announced – uh, that we are going to be doing a special, uh, another VIP event with Aladdin on Broadway. Um, we uh, we sold that event out this winter incredibly quickly, and so we're bringing back that VIP. You get the great seats, you get the special gift, you get another special gift, you're getting a meet and greet with uh, a talk back with the cast. Um, so that's actually the same weekend that we're going to be in New York doing Faniversary. And we did that on purpose so that guests who were going to be there um, could potentially have two Disney experiences that they may not have had otherwise. Um, and we're really excited. We're excited to go to Atlanta um, where we don't go a lot. And people do frequently ask us, you know, why do you pick the cities you pick? And, and I mean, the answer is, of course, very simple. We, we have to look at where we have the largest member bases so that we know that we can fill these theaters, which we're very excited to fill. Um, so we are we, we generally go to a lot of our, our same top markets, but um, we hope that that uh, a lot of our members can make it to those places. And that's one of the things that's really cool. When uh, I had the I had the good fortune of doing the event in Chicago a couple of years ago and to meet the members who had come in from all over, um, uh, all, all from the to surrounding states. And I think it was blizzarding conditions. And those people were uh, amazing and dedicated and such a great audience. So um, being able to do that was really cool. Um, so, yeah, it, it, we really love being able to go around the country and do this. Yeah, and like you said, people are willing to travel, you know, relatively because they, they, they want that. They want just not the content that they can get online, but they want that human face-to-face interaction. They want to be able to, you know, you, there, there is a privilege to being a member because of the stuff that they have access to and the stuff that they get to see. And you guys even take that a step further. Look, when D23 Expo was announced for 2009... I think none of us, including you guys, probably knew what to expect. They're like, what is, what is this thing going to be? What is D23 Expo? I remember getting there and having no idea what to expect and starting to live broadcast that first, the first couple of days. And people were so fascinated. They were so intrigued. They were so hungry to be there that they watched and literally got on a plane the next day so that they can be a part of it. And the thing that was the, the blessing and the curse of it for me was it's awesome, but it's all the way out in California, and it's only every other year, and it's so big, I cannot do it and see it all. Even the things that I was specifically interested in seeing, like the parks and attract, the, the parks and resorts, the historical kind of stuff. So what do you guys do? You announce something that you call Destination D, and thankfully, you were alternating coasts from California to Orlando, and you're back again this year, this November, um, for what you guys are calling Attraction Rewind, which you must be like reading the, my heartstrings because that totally is in my wheelhouse. Uh, this is what, November 22nd and 3rd, right, at the Contemporary? Yep, that's right. Um, yes, and 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 uh, they are your heartstrings and they are certainly many of ours. There's so many beloved attractions of the past that um, we want to celebrate. Obviously, you know, not to sound cliched, but Disney did, and I'm going to, I, I will not directly quote because I'm sure I would get it wrong, but you know, Walt <laughs> did say Disneyland will never be complete. Um, and so that meant that things evolved. I mean, even in Walt's lifetime, he tore down attractions and built up new ones. And um, I mean, that's just all part of the evolution. And that doesn't mean you can't still love the things that were there before and have a very special place for them in your heart. And, and that's what we're doing for this event is really taking those um, beloved attractions from the past and celebrating them as well as spending a full day on the New York World's Fair, which is just going to be unbelievable because there's going to be footage and certainly stories that people have never heard before. We, we did, of course, our Disney 23 uh, winter issue on the, the World's Fair, and we're just taking that and blowing it out even bigger and, and having people, of course, like Marty Sklar and Bob Gurr and Alice Davis there to help us do that. It's just going to be unbelievable. And, and we love coming to Orlando. Um, and it, it's great to be able to do a huge scale event there. Um, and the great thing, of course, about Destination D is that um, 
you are guaranteed a seat no matter uh, no matter what. We don't oversell that event. It's not like at an expo where you have to wait in line or anything like that. Everyone gets a ticket. Everyone gets in. Um, so we're really excited to be bringing that um, and all of those beloved attractions of the past, whether you're a Disneyland fan who remembers Adventure Through Inner Space or a Disney World fan who loved If You Had Wings um, or just anyone who cared who loved Pleasure Island. Um, we're, we're, we're bringing it all back in one way or another, which we're incredibly thrilled about. Plus, there's going to be a look forward to and, and, and at how the really brilliant minds of Walt Disney Imagineering take from the past to build on the future. And and the mind train, of course, being a, a really great current example of that. And obviously many of us loved um, Snow White's Scary Adventures. Um, but if you look at the mind train, I think you see an incredible loving homage to that attraction, as well as, of course, to the, the classic 1937 film. So really they reached, you know, all the way back all those decades to be true to the history of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs um, and Disney's vision of it to create this incredible attraction of today. Yeah, and you sort of touched on, you know, the you, you said laughingly about everybody getting a seat because, again, with D23 being so big and so much going on and so many people wanting to see the presentations, you did have to sort of pick and choose what you wanted to see and stand online and try and get a good seat. And you had like your own sort of version of the fast pass system. What I like about destination D is it's a much more intimate event. It's the same people who are going to be there, you know, in those, in those rooms for the two days, you know, you're going to be able to have a seat. You start making friends very quickly, but it's more intimate because when somebody like a Marty Sklar or an Alice Davis or a Charlie Ridgway or a Bill Sullivan, when they get up on stage, it's not like you're in this gigantic auditorium and you're 500 yards away. You very much feel as though you are in a relatively small, select group of people, and they are talking to you in a much more casual kind of way. And I think we really appreciate that as fans because we do feel as though we're getting some kind of a special treat being able to get that kind of much more intimate interaction. Absolutely. And uh, I don't want you to oversell it, though. It's not like you and 10 other people sitting in the room. I mean, there are going to be hundreds of people in the room. It is in, in the largest ballroom there. So I, I don't want to make people think that uh, that, that it, it's only 10 rows. But yes, absolutely. And just being able to be in those rooms and hear those stories and for, for these once in a lifetime moments, absolutely. It's just uh, a privilege for me to be able to be a part of it. Um, and, and I know we're saying it's a two day event. I do like to, to, to stress to people that maybe plan to get there on the 21st. Um, not only will guests be able to check in on the 21st and pick up your credentials. So you don't have to worry about doing that on the 22nd, but, um, our friends from Mickey's of Glendale, one of, one of the big pieces of feedback that we get from our Mickey's of Glendale events, and for those who don't know, Mickey's of Glendale is the Walt Disney, Imagine Walt Disney Imagineering store, and it's on the Walt Disney Imagineering campus, and it's open exclusively to employees. Um, but several times a year, they do open it up to D23 members, and including this Saturday. Now, one piece of feedback that we get a lot on social media is, why don't you ever do these events in Orlando? And... While we would love to do the events in Orlando, Mickey's of Glendale exists in <laughs> Glendale. And if we could pick up that store, or I imagine if Walt Disney Imagine Imagineering could pick up the store, I'm sure they would. Um, and in fact, that is what we're doing for this event. Um, we've been working for months now with our friends at Mickey's of Glendale and uh, Walt Disney Imagineering to create a large pop-up store that is going to be part of Destination D which is going to carry a selection of WDI merchandise as well as a selection of exclusive Destination D Attraction Rewind merchandise. And we expect that many of our members will be very happy, um, at particularly the East Coasters who may not have had a chance to come to one of our West Coast Mickeys of Glendale events. So they're going to bring a great mix of, um, of collectibles there with them, which should be uh, quite, a, quite a spectacle. <laughs> So as I was going through the list of things that are going on, look, I, I love hearing from the Imagineers, especially, and I mean this affectionately, you know, the old guard, you know, Marty Sklar and Bob Gurr and Alice Davis, because they share stories now 
that no one else can in terms of working with Walt and working on these early attractions. But there was one thing, Jeffrey, that caught my eye, and I'm like, it's a Lou Mangello rewind. Because tell me about Pleasure Island Rewind, because you, I saw that, and I saw mannequins, and I remembered my parachute pants and Cavaricis. Not that I ever wore them in public, but you get my... So you're going to have some sort of yeah. an evening event dedicated to things like mannequins and eight tracks and the Adventurers Club and the New Year's Eve celebration. Yes, um, and let's let's get everyone's expectations in check. Several people thought we were actually going to be reopening Pleasure Island, and that is not the case. As you know, I, I'm sure many people would love that, um, but we are you know we will be theming out the uh, contemporary for the evening, uh, the the final evening party. Um, there will be areas dedicated to each of those, and the comedy warehouse as well. Um, where guests, um, certainly you can dress up if you like, um, you can come as you please. Um, and we will be celebrating all uh, the, the beloved nightlife area with, um, a, a lot of love, um, and some, some surprises. And, uh, but yeah, I, I don't want anyone, I did not want anyone to think that we were going to be reopening mannequins for the night and getting that dance floor spinning. So, I mean, if you, you know, if you want a spinning dance floor, you may need to, you know, stand in place and twirl, which I mean, Lou, I've watched you. You're very good at that. Um, but yes, it, we're really excited to, to have a, an evening celebration that embraces that incredible uh, nightlife area that so many of us uh, loved. And, and I, when I was a kid, it was one of those things that I had aspired to go to. And then when I was fine, well, I mean, it, it opened shortly before I turned 21 and I wasn't able to go. And then once I turned 21, it was like, I was there um, and, and, and loved every minute of it. So we're very excited uh, to have that as our closing night party. Yeah. Thanks for making me feel old. And you're like, Oh, when I was a kid, I saw pleasure Island and I'm like, Oh, so maybe I will leave my Cavarici and my Michael Jackson thriller jacket at home for the fan anniversaries for the event. Lou, we're not. I were about judge. the same age. Don't when judge. I say kid, I I was I I you know I I was a college student. I was not like a seven year old going to Pleasure Island and you know drooling over the gate. That is not. I, I did not mean to to overstate that. And nor did um, I really wear a Michael Jackson thriller jacket to mannequins. I I saved that for the comfort and privacy of my own home. So. Well, and, and I was going to say, you know, you'd have to bring multiple costume changes because you'd have to bring your, you know, your sort of uh, Tiki-esque shirt for the Adventurers Club. You need to bring something um, retro for 8-tracks, maybe something <laughs> sparkly for mannequins. I mean, it, we anticipate lots of costume changes. That's, that's what we hope for. And and I'm sure that people are going to be into it. I mean, look, you, you see people doing, and I didn't even know there was such a thing as like Disney bounding and they come dressed for mm -hmm. villains events. So... People dig that, you know, they and that's what I'm saying. They they want to be part of something where they know that they can have fun. They won't be judged. They can just, you know, they're with their people. So if they did want to come in the aforesaid mentioned parachute pants, they could. Yes. Yes. And we, so it, it and I know you were saying that you were celebrating the excited about us celebrating some of the old garden hearing those stories. I do personally also love the fact that we're able to bring in the, if, if, if you will, the quote unquote new guard, um, some of the, the great Imagineers of today who really um, looked to the, the Imagineers of yesteryear to create some of these cool new things and, and have paid homage to a lot of attractions from the past and attractions of today, which I think is not only respectful, but it's really cool for fans like us who, you know, may go on, have gone on Star Tours 7,000 times and seen the Mighty Microscope and things like that. Yeah, and I, and I know Jason Grant, and I've seen, I mean, the guy is a great presenter. He's incredibly comfortable on stage, and he is sort of that, you know, and I like to embarrass him by saying, like, I think that you are that next generation of legendary Imagineers that our kids are going to talk about going, oh, remember that old guy, Jason Grant, and the stuff that he used to do? Because he is incredibly talented and, again, an, an amazing presenter. Yep. It's, I mean, between all these incredible Imagineers and Disney legends and historians, I mean, we're going to have Becky uh, Klein from the Disney Archives doing a presentation or, or two, maybe, um, and, and some great historians. It, it, it's going to be an unbelievable weekend, and there will be a, a little a special exhibit designed for the Walt Disney Archive, by the Walt Disney Archives for guests to uh, walk through as well during that the event. So we're really trying to 
bring uh, a lot of cool stuff to Orlando for the weekend. Yeah, and like you said, it's not 10 people in a room, but if you've been to the expo and found it overwhelming, I think Destination D is something that you're really going to enjoy because it is not that. And there's only one thing going on at a time, so you're not going to miss anything because you have to sort of pick and choose one or the other. But uh, and just so you know, tickets for all these things right, are still available over at D23.com? Absolutely, yeah. The the anniversary tickets and Destination D are available right now. We're very excited. We're going to be making more announcements. Of course, we'll we uh, like the expo. We're still finalizing some of the presentations and presenters for Destination D. So those will get announced later this summer or early in the fall. But it's a. Uh, I think we've hopefully given everyone a really good taste of what is to come. And yeah, the, there's still seats available for almost all of the anniversary shows. So definitely get those. It's it's. A real treat and sometimes hard for me to articulate but when you've been there and you've sat through it and you've seen this sort of incredibly intense experience because we're celebrating dozens and dozens of things in one hour and 45 minutes you kind of go on disney sensory overload and it's in the, in the best possible way and is the uh, is the jeffrey epstein meet and greet is that sold out is that is that done already because you're like anna and elsa like the line for you is huge <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could only aspire to have a line. <laughs> this line. Actually, I would never want. I would never want to have to to deal with 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 people waiting five hours to meet with me. So no. It, usually, uh, I, I'm very accessible. And and uh, I, while I will not be touring with Faniversary, I plan to be at Destination D, and I look forward to seeing everyone there as well as anyone who's coming to Mickey's of Glendale this weekend. And and uh, I love giving our tours of the studio a lot. So sometimes I'm fortunate to have some some really. Um, great experiences on those tours with our members. So I love being at our events. I love talking to our members, hearing what they, what they're excited about, what they love about Disney, um, what, what their feedback is about D23. So I think we all do. It, it's incredibly valuable to us. We really do listen. Um, sometimes there's things we can fix. Sometimes there's things that, um, are the way they are. And, um, we just hope that our fans keep loving Disney as much as we do. Well, you can tell, and I mean this sincerely, like I've gotten to know you over the years and Becky and some other people on the D23 team, like we we know that you guys are truly fans first and your enthusiasm is infectious. This is not just a job for you that you punch in and punch out. You do this because you guys really love doing it and that's why I think these events have done so well. And then before you know it, Jeffrey, we're going to have to have you come back on to talk about the D23 Expo coming next summer back to California. I know. We we barely touched on it and the fact that tickets go on sale in just less than two months. So everyone better get by their computer soon because it's going to be the biggest expo yet. We're really, really excited about that. So yeah, on uh, October, uh, August 14th, tickets go on sale for Expo 2015. Cool. And I am I am looking forward to hopefully being back on uh, the Collectors Forum floor again. Just We just broadcast for three days straight and had a blast, and I think you came by the booth uh, last year for a while. So, yeah, we'll have to get you to come back on when details are uh, starting to come out about that. But, again, if you want to come to any or all or both, depending on where you are, of these events, I will definitely be at the one, the anniversary event in Orlando, as well as Attraction Rewind. You can visit D23.com. If you're not a member, what are you waiting for? It's free. <laughs> And then some. <laughs> so, again, there's uh, the silver and gold members you should look into as well. And uh, you can obviously interact with D23 through all of their social channels. And you're at Disney D23 for the Facebook and the Twitter and the Pinterest and Instagram, correct? That is correct. Wow, Lou. I mean, I don't even need to do my job. You just did a great job for me. I'm a Listen, I'm a day one member, man. I'm a fan first. I'm a fan for no other reason than I just enjoy the stuff that you guys do. Well, uh, thank you so much. I mean, I, I say this a lot, but we couldn't do this without the fans. We couldn't do it without you. We couldn't do it without all the people who love Disney. And uh, we are so grateful that there are people out there who love Disney as much as we do. So it's, it's really our privilege to be able to share it with all, with all of you. Awesome. I look forward to seeing you before you know it at uh, the next anniversary event. Sounds great. All right, buddy. Thanks again for your time. Thanks for having me, Lou.
It's time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see how well you pay attention to the details of what you see and maybe even what you hear. You can then enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. But before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, I asked you about Countdown to Extinction over at Disney's Animal Kingdom, which, as you know, changed its name eventually to Dinosaur to tie in with the movie. And a lot of things changed, including the logo and some details inside, as well as the statue out front. Currently, it's of Aladar, the Iguanodon from the dinosaur movie, but the question I asked you last week was simply to identify what kind of dino the original statue was of. Now, a lot of you guys actually thought this one it was a Carnotaurus, which is the dinosaur you see inside, but actually it was a Styracosaurus, another dinosaur that you encounter on your travel back in time. But again, hundreds of you got this one correct, and you were playing for a copy of my new book, 102 Ways to Save Money for and at Walt Disney World, a copy of all six of my virtual audio walking tours of Walt Disney World, and a mystery item for my Disney collection. And last week's winner, randomly selected from all the correct entries, is Jordan Petrillo. So, Jordan, congratulations. I'll get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, thanks for playing, but don't worry because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So this week, we're going to head over to Tomorrowland in the Magic Kingdom, and specifically to Stitch's Great Escape. And while I still miss Flight to the Moon and Mission to Mars and that poor seagull who just got in the way, this week's question is simple. At the end, or near the end of the Stitch's Great Escape attraction, who is Experiment 626 looking for? He's looking for somebody, possibly in the Magic Kingdom. Identify who Stitch is looking for. All you need to do to enter is email your answer to contest at wdwradio.com by 11.59 p.m. on Sunday, July 6th. I can't believe it's July already. And you're playing for a chance to win all six of my virtual audio walking tours of the Magic Kingdom, a copy of my new book, 102 Ways to Save Money, for and at Walt Disney World, and a mystery vinylmation. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks again for taking the time and tuning in this and every week. Once again, thanks to everybody who's gone over to Amazon.com and left a rating and review for my new book, 102 Ways to Save Money for and at Walt Disney World. You can get it in print or on Kindle from Amazon.com. Or if you visit Disney102.com, you could also get it on Nook, Kobo, iBooks, and downloadable PDF. You can also check out some sample pages while you're there. And in addition to the podcast, which hopefully you subscribe to and rate and review over on iTunes, visit the website at www.radio.com for our blog, videos, newsletter, free app, and our weekly live broadcast every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern over at www.radio.com. You can watch and chat live as we talk about this week's Walt Disney World news and just about anything else that you guys like. And if you want to be featured on the blog, don't forget every Tuesday is Self Shot Tuesday. So just email your, your selfies from the parks, Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or overseas Disney parks to photos at wdwradio.com, and we'll feature you there on the blog. You know, I love hearing from you, so if you have a question, you can email me at lou at wdwradio.com, or if you want to be heard on the air, call the voicemail at 407-900-9391, or just click on the Leave Lou a voicemail box on the right-hand side of the website over at www.radio.com. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Lou Mangiello, Facebook.com slash Lou Mangiello. You can follow my personal updates there or like the page over at Facebook.com slash Radio. And as much as I like connecting with you guys online, nothing, nothing beats a handshake and a hug. So visit the events page over at www.radio.com to find out about upcoming Meets of the Month in Walt Disney World and other events that I'll be doing around the country. The next Meet of the Month is going to be Saturday, July 26th. Time and location to be determined, so check back on the page. I'll also be in Dallas this summer in August. And don't forget about our pre-cruise event. Even if you're not coming with us on the Disney Dream in August, you are welcome to attend and bring the whole family to our special pre-cruise Neverland and Sea event at the Atlantic Dance Hall. We've got a special lunch contest. We're going to be doing a recording of a live show where you can be part of it there. And everybody who buys a ticket now also gets a free ticket to our private Illuminations dessert party later on that night. Again, that's Saturday, August 9th. 
For more about all these events, visit www.radio.com. And to find out about other events that I'll be speaking at and meetups I'll be doing, sort of not Disney-related, you can visit the speaking page over at lumangelo.com. You can also find out there how to book me to speak at your conference, to your business, or consult with you one-on-one. Also, quick thanks to my partners and sponsors, Mouse Fan Travels, my official and recommended travel provider because it's who I use. So if you're going to World, Land, Cruise, Adventures by Disney, anywhere on the planet, Becky and her team of agents will help you get the best possible prices, all available discounts. Most importantly, zero cost to you. Visit them over at mousefantravel.com. Visit celebrationspress.com to get a little bit of Disney magic delivered right to your door. You can subscribe and order back issues of Celebrations Magazine while you're there. And as always, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Share links with your friends. Tweet out that you're listening. Come by and comment and share over on Facebook. And please rate and review the show over on iTunes. It's very helpful and very much appreciated. And speaking of being appreciated, I am incredibly grateful to each and every one of you for taking the time to tune in, to listen, to email me, to tweet me, to come to events. You don't know how much it means to me to be able to share my passion with you. And I want you to do the same. So if there's something that you want to do, if there's something that you love doing, don't ever quit. Don't ever give up on it. Because if you quit today or five years from now, the result is going to be exactly the same, right? You're going to be giving up on your dreams. So do the hard work, stay the course, and always keep moving forward. I hope you guys have a great week again. Thanks so very much for listening. So until next time, see ya. Hey, Lou. It's Chris from West Palm Beach. You know me. Anyway, long story short, um, love to meet with you sometime. Long story short, uh, everything is good. I love what you do for everybody. Um, explaining, you know, the parks, everything else to everybody else. Um, I'm laughing, excuse me, but I'm laughing my hello there off. Um, with the uh, the latest review, um, you guys, I can't believe you didn't know about the Brown Derby. Um, one of my favorite places to go when I go to, um, uh, well, used to call it MGM Studios. Now it's Disney uh, Hollywood Studios. But anyway, uh, long story short, glad you had a good time. It is excellent food. It is also in it imbibes um, a lot of old Hollywood. It's a great place. So I'm glad you had a good time. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. Hello, Lou Mangiello. It's Darlene Nagy from West Seneca, New York. And I am excited. It's 350 days from our WGW radio, Alaska Cruise on the Disney Wonder. It's going to be an awesome time. It looks like it's going to be beautiful weather at this time of year, so you chose a great time. I am waiting for a magical time on a bucket list trip. And thank you so much to you and Mouse Fan Travel for planning our vacation. It is going to be awesome. Have a magical day, everybody. It's 81 degrees in West Seneca, New York at this time on this Monday. 350 days away from the cruise. Bye! You've got a friend in me. Yeah!